On today's episode of the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast, we feature a very special guest, my wife, Jenny. I had this idea to poll coaches' wives and spouses across the state and country to gain insight on how to improve the relationship between coaches and their significant others during their seasons. But before we jump into today's episodes, just some housekeeping items. Remember to follow the show on Twitter at HWCN Podcast and share this episode or any that you find value in. Don't forget to rate and review to help grow the show. If you're in the Dallas area and are looking for some fantastic custom cookies that look almost too good to eat, check out Texas Treaties. Podcast listeners can use a special 10% off promo. Use the code PODCAST at checkout. The link to order will be in the show notes. Are you trying to step up your menswear game? The Etiquette Dawn fashion line is the choice. Etiquette Dawn is a truly custom apparel company that will have you looking like a sharp-dressed man. Check out Etiquette Dawn. DawnCustomApparel.com for more information. When you need a coffee that works as hard as you do or is as strong as your squat, bench, deadlift, clean, or snatch, then I suggest checking out Viking Coffee Company. Podcast listeners use the code Coffee with Noonan for a 10% discount on single purchases but not subscriptions. Check out VikingCoffeeCo.com for more details and to order the official coffee of the Hang with Coach Noonan podcast. If you're looking for a quick and effective way to keep your weight room and or locker room sanitized, during the season and more, check out Xanago Sprayer. Bacteria can grow anywhere. The Freedom Sprayer goes with you everywhere so you can keep your athletes protected wherever you go. Bacteria stinks, so make sure to check out Xanago on Twitter and let them know Coach Noonan sent you for a discount. As we jump in today to today's episode, I am joined by my wife, Miss Jenny Noonan. She is a kindergarten teacher in the Austin area. She's been doing it for a very long time, and I look to her for a lot of how-tos, not just about being a better husband, but also being a better educator. Say hello to the listeners. Hi, everyone. So I created this Google form, and I asked her to send it to some of the um or just posted in the uh texas high school coaches wives association uh facebook group and got a good response back of the uh majority people that responded their significant others coached at the high school level 73 percent of the surveyed couples both worked in education 82 percent only one person coached and 77 percent did not have a coach previously in their family so we're looking at kind of a mix uh, but predominantly just a one-sided um, coach relationship in in this deal uh, the majority of couples surveyed have been married for 11 to 20 years with 17 percent being married over 20 years so those were just the demographic stats now we'll get into the actual questions uh, and so while I'll ask the question I'll kind of give a summary of what uh, what were the actual responses were, and then I'll have uh, my wife give kind of some input and some of her thoughts, and we'll bounce back and forth. Question one, how long did it take for you to understand the time commitment coaching takes, especially with football? Overall, <clears throat> with all the different responses, most stated that it took a few years to get the understanding of time demands of coaching and, f and football in particular. Uh, once kids came into the equation, it certainly created some new challenges to find balance and communicate the ins and outs of day-to-day -day life. 
Some of the responses came from coach spouses or athletic trainer spouses who already understood the demands of coaching. Uh, so for them, jumping into the relationship, it was just already built in, uh, the understanding. Uh, one response states that there was still some struggle, right? Uh, when you go to different uh, staffs and things, the time constraints can vary. Some coaches uh, work a lot on Saturday, little on Sunday, work a lot Saturday, work a lot Sunday, uh, not much Saturday, a lot Sunday. It just varies. Uh, but I would think that everybody still kind of struggles with the time constraints, uh, especially coming out of COVID and you know just adjusting to everything. What are your thoughts? It's always an adventure and it's always kind of a reawakening and having to get used to that schedule every year, even though I know I've been a coach wife for seven years and coach fiance and girlfriend before that, it still always is kind of a, a reminder of, oh, I forget this is the busy season and you always kind of have to have that couple of weeks adjustment before I feel like I get back into the swing of things. I'll be honest, I'm like struggling a little bit to get myself into the groove of the timing of everything and just trying to get things accomplished uh, so that I can be more present at home. One of the goals I had for us in our marriage was to just be more present at home. And so I really wanted to take care of as much as I could at school so I wasn't necessarily bringing work home so that I could just be more present and spend more time uh, with you. I think that's that's wonderful and it's also a good reminder. It can be easy to go in and out of season and just kind of hit play and move along and it's always good to kind of have that reminder and that reset and that renewing of mind. Love it. Question two, what are some tips to meal and food prep during the week. Without a doubt, the crock pots and the instant pots were popular responses as the convenience and ease of use certainly played a big part. Another popular response was using the weekends for grocery shopping and prepping foods for the week and as a means to bond with each other. One thing that my wife and I do is make proteins in large batches with simple seasonings along with starches like rice or potatoes. This allows for more variety of meals during the week for both lunches and dinners uh, by just simply adding some sauces, spices, herbs, and vegetables. What is it that you enjoy from a meal prep standpoint? Uh, and then obviously, uh, aside from just the cleaning of the dishes in the kitchen, what do you loathe about that? Um, I think the thing that I enjoy the most is knowing that going into the week, we have kind of for lack of better words, a game plan of what we're going to do about meals because you're going to eat every single day. Your family's going to expect there to be food, even though you just fed them the day before. So having the way that we have learned to meal prep has been a huge time saver for us. I know that in seasons past, we've tried to meal prep out every single meal and load them in the cute little black containers with the clear lids and load up a refrigerator. And of course, the meal would be the same meal throughout the entire week. So by Wednesday, we were both hating the meal and looking to eat out, you know, on the weekend. So I think with us, the way that we've shifted that and moved that to 
prepping the proteins on the weekends, and then just adding some easy sides like salads and vegetables during the week to whatever protein we have where we can mix and match. Just makes it a little bit easier. It also keeps things from being boring and repetitive every week, week in, week out. The one thing that I loathe, obviously, about meal prep is just the fact that it's going to come up every week. You're going to be super prepared one week and then who knows, you have something that you have for work to do. I have something for work that I have to do. And it's just very easy to get off track if we are not purposeful in the way that we plan and looking ahead. So um, that's just kind of the most frustrating thing is that even though we might check that off of our list, it's something that has to be checked off every single week and daily when you're thinking about healthy meals and planning for multiple meals throughout the day. Yeah, you know, that that's an interesting point um, is that there's always something that comes up, right? And there's an, always that option or that opportunity to deviate from the meal plan. Um, and I know we're we're trying to be more intentional and more um, purposeful. I really love that word, the choice of yours uh, to do it. Um, I will say I'm very proud of you for taking more initiative with the cooking of the proteins. You know, that's not necessarily what you would consider probably one of your strong suits, but you've been able to just adapt that. And whether it's popping it in the oven or throwing it on uh, the stove, right? You're just able to create it. And, you know, where I, I enjoy that and I might do it on the grill, right? You do it in the oven. We can still get the same thing accomplished. How have you felt about kind of stepping in and taking that over from time to time? Well, I think, first of all, let me give a little background um, so that our listeners, your listeners, can understand. I know there are a lot of wives that have taken over meal prep and their husbands very rarely grace the kitchen unless they're barbecuing or grilling. I am very fortunate and very spoiled in the fact that Coach Noonan loves to cook and he is great at it and I am not so great at it. So it's always kind of been his wheelhouse to kind of do more of the meal prep. Um, And so... I thought I could cook before we actually began dating and married. And then I realized, oh, no, I can only make the same two or three meals really, really well. Um, But I don't have the variety and the different flavor palettes that Coach Noonan always introduces. So it is a little bit, um, I don't know, I guess of a relearn for me because for so many years, you have been the one who's prepared the majority of our meals in season and out of season. Um, and I know for you that that's something that you say as a, is a stress reliever for you to be in the kitchen. So obviously I haven't fought you too hard on that um, because I really don't like to cook. I'm definitely more of the baker and can have great you know, desserts to go with that meal and make the table look really nice with a great tablescape. But it's not something that I would say is typically my wheelhouse or my strong suit. So I'm just trying to remember that it is something that I am doing as a service to our household and to you when your time is is already constrained. And I'm hoping that when I do that, the time you know comes back to me because it's not something that you are having to do. I know for different households, this is going to look completely different because 
typically um, maybe the the wife or the spouse has always done that cooking um, and their coach maybe when they're in their season has typically not done that. So every household is going to look different. For me, it's an adjustment and trying to make the meal taste different and not taste like the same meal no matter what the protein and the sides are. Yeah, I, I will say what you do make, even though it may not be a lot, you make it very well and, and it's always delicious. So I appreciate you for, for what you know is in your wheelhouse and, and when you do make it. Um, and I appreciate your instant pot skills. I may not always be as, um, I may be more reluctant to use it because I prefer maybe slower methods. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the value in it and what you've found and ways you have found creativity use through uh, various cookbooks and recipes has certainly been been a plus. Um, I'll let you kind of plug your uh, your favorite cookbook recipe real quick for the Instant Pot. Oh, there is no promo here, but if you are an Instant Pot, Instant Pot fan, I definitely recommend that you check out Rudy Toot McCusker, and she can be found on Facebook. Unfortunately, she is no longer living, but her Facebook group is alive and well. She has some amazing cookbooks that she was able to share with some of her fans before she passed away, and they are my go-to cookbooks for any recipe. Even if I'm not using the Instant Pot, I will use her recipe first and then adjust it if it's stove or oven-based. The next question uh, is about romance during the season and how do we keep it going? Uh, a lot of the uh, responses came back with weekly date nights, intentional time with each other, carving out time during the day to send a message or check in, communicating on everything to stay on the same page as best as possible, leaving notes around the house in lunches, etc. Uh, someone even mentioned about bi-week getaways. Uh, you know, I don't know how feasible those are always are, especially if you have little kiddos and finding babysitters or whatnot. But, you know, for us, I think as far as keeping romance going, one of the things that we are doing more of is those leaving of notes and, um, you know, also being intentional about praying for each other, whether it's in the morning, before we go to bed, like just that constant um, trying to keep, you know, Christ centered in our marriage. Um, we're both on, on a new kind of direction and path right now with that. And I think it's been a beautiful strive, beautiful path. That's kind of, um, kind of rekindled a little bit in within us. Um, what are you thinking? Uh, what would you potentially advise others about helping to keep romance going during the season? I mean, goodness, this is such an important question because it's so easy in the day-to-day to get caught up and think, okay, I'll address this later or I'll come back to this later. And it's so easy to even look up and realize that several seasons or years have gone by and you've kind of allowed yourself to get into a routine um, that that doesn't involve that and so this is a great question because it's important for us to all have that reminder whether we're the coach or we're the spouse of a coach or we're a spouse and we're also coaching Um, I know for me my my recommendation would be 
to actually start by having this conversation. What is important to your spouse in regards to romance and being felt to be made special or being made to feel like you are a true partner in the marriage? And I think it all starts with open communication. It's very easy to assume that your partner, that you think that your partner should know what they should be doing. And that's not always the case. Men are not mind readers and and neither are women. And so if you're not communicating what your needs are and communicating how you would like something to look, then you're you're, um, cutting your significant other off from an opportunity to do those things, to to help you both um, have your needs met in whatever way they are, whether it's simply a date night or having a little surprise note in your lunchbox tucked away. So I think the first thing is definitely communication. Um, I know, as you mentioned, that we are kind of in a in a rededication of where we're at from a religious standpoint. And I know that every household is different. Maybe that is not where where your um, you know spirituality things may not tie in. But for us, that is something that we are trying to be mindful of. And again, I'm going to bring up that word purposeful. Um, this continues to be a word that has been. Kind of a driving word for both of us as we kind of do a reset in a lot of different things and aspects of our life and so having that purposeful intent of going out of your way to one communicate to your partner how can i make you feel special and then your partner giving you a thought a well thought answer not just saying oh i don't know i don't i'm not sure set aside time where you can actually discuss those things and then pick your maybe make a list top 10 and then pick your top three of things that you might want to see from your partner and then have your partner say the same thing so that you can kind of hone in on those top three those top three may not stay the same they might be changing which is why it's important to go ahead and come back to having that conversation maybe with I think I know we do weekly check-ins as the week is winding down how how was this week for you in regards to me making you feel special or appreciated it was there something else I could have done and of course now that football season has started weekly check-ins may be bi-weekly check-ins or they may have to be monthly check-ins but the important thing is that we have that almost to-do list and we make sure that at some point we do come back to that list and 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 hit on it and make sure that we're communicating. And so I think that that when you have an open mind for that, it opens a whole lot of other doors where you may not have realized that you were missing an opportunity to minister to your spouse in that way and also for them to minister to you in that way. Well, I love that. And that just reminds me I need to... Uh do a check-in with you after the podcast episode. But I am going to put you on the spot with this question because as I was reading the responses, they talked about a, a weekend getaway during the bye week. Uh, if, if, if all things being opportunity able, right, the time, the money, where would you want to go on a weekend getaway? Let's say we're, we're, piecing, we're both piecing out of school Friday and we're hitting the road at five o'clock uh, and we're going to come back at some point on Sunday. Where would you want to go? Man, if all the dominoes are lining up and we were able to do that, you already know my answer. And that would be take me to the beach 
or take me to some kind of water and I would be able to zen and enjoy that by week. But, um, you know, we, those are always really far and few between because it doesn't matter if it's by week, but there's always going to be some kind of coaching work that still needs to be done. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully things can be worked out. Uh, I know this year the bye week um, happens to fall after uh, our third game and your birthday. So uh, whatever we don't get to do celebration-wise for your birthday, I hope we can carry that into the bye week and, and doing uh, more. And most importantly, just spending time uh, with each other uh, and putting work for both of us to the side because, you know, even though you don't coach, you are very dedicated as an educator. Uh, so it's important for me to recognize your needs um, and so that you can feel re-energized and poured into during the school year because every day for you is a busy day for you, especially with the little ones, right? You can't just leave them to their own doings because God knows what will happen to your classroom if you do. Yes, getting kindergartners is as hurting cats, you know, but it's okay. They are uh, getting into shape with Mrs. Coach Noonan and learning all the ins and outs and also having a lot of fun while learning. Question four, what are some tips for the coaching spouses to help with kids during the season? Uh, my wife and I are not blessed with kids currently, uh, but we have some nieces and nephews. Or Well, right now we just have nephews. Um, but we have some adopted nieces and nephews from our uh, friends that we view as extended family. Uh, so uh, we, you know, we kind of think about, okay, how how do we help, uh, you know, or how would we want to be that person to be helpful? Uh, some of the responses were um, those that didn't have kids or also open to hearing these answers. Um, so bring. One of the big deals is being present when you're home or you're at the events for your children, right? Work will still be there, but when you're home or when you're at that event, put it on pause in terms of work and, and, and whatever else needs to be done, right? Be focused in the moment and just kind of do that. Uh, helping with household chores, right? Dishes, laundry, trash, cleaning is always welcome. Um, when in doubt, just ask, what is it that you can do? And also don't complain about what is asked of you, right? If you're asking how to help, then go help. Um, especially if you're making, uh, you know, someone, someone stated you, you, you took part in, in making the bundle of joy, then you also have to do your part in helping out after they are born. Um, you know, what, uh, what else would you add to that one? I mean, just establishing routines. I know that we don't have kiddos of our own, but having routines established are hugely helpful. I can be very honest with you and say right now that at the beginning of the school year, we're completely off of our routines. And unfortunately, the state of the house shows that. And I know that that does not bring me a sense of peace and it doesn't bring you probably a sense of peace. So whenever we are on routines, it does make our home environment just feel more peaceful and um, also the question that you've asked uh, recently is what can I do around that like specifically what can I do during your day 
to help you be successful. And that has helped me hugely because I'm able to take off of the thousand and one things that I think of that have to be done around the house or have to be maintained. And I'm able to delegate that and not feel that I have all of those tasks under my to-do list. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we know that the honey-do lists never end, um, but just making sure that what's on there gets done, but then also checking in to reprioritize, okay, what's coming up? You know, we had things to do over the summer, and then between the 100-degree days um, and, and other just traveling and such, they, they got adjusted. Um, but now with, uh, with cooler weather hopefully coming in, you know, we can get back to doing some other things uh, to just, you know, like you said, bring peace around the house. Um, because one of the things we enjoy is hosting people um, and, you know, just being able to work as a team. And so it's important for us to be able to minister in that way. Um, and obviously we're not mentally and uh, physically in the house prepared for that, but hopefully soon. Well, you know how the beginning of the school year is. It's a little bumpy start usually. So having to get into the routine and every year is different. Every caseload is different. Every classroom. So with practice, it it continues to be a goal that I set for myself each year. And each year I do get a little bit better at it. So hopefully with that growth mindset, we will continue to be successful. Growth mindset. Good point. Uh, the next question, what has your significant other expressed that you have done to help them be successful? Uh, most of the answers centered around being present, uh, supportive, post-game hugs and kiss, or getting to see the kids after the games, uh, little foods and snacks, encouraging messages. Uh, one of the things for me is just... You know, reminders that you are you're there um, and you know where we are now and our kind of rededication um, to prayer and you know making Christ the center of our marriage it's that that's the biggest deal is just that constant prayer over me even if it's just a simple, Hey, I pray that you have a good day. I pray that you get to school safely or that you, you know, y'all travel safely. Like those little things right there are huge because it's a true expression of, you know, how much you care, how much you love me. Um, but also that you care about what I'm doing. Um, you know, cause I know it's, it's tough. Uh, you know, we spend a lot of time as as other coaches have said of raising other people's kids and you spend a lot of time kind of doing the same thing in in your classroom is teaching those little kids to be little people right and and, um you know so so we're trying to impart lessons of life on them and it's important to speak life to each other um what what are some things that uh you would like me to do for you to help you be successful uh, while you, you know, through your whole school year? I mean, I think this kind of ties into some of the things that we've already discussed. 
um, the meal prep, asking for ways of which that you can take off of my plate around the house. Being present when you are around does help me. Um, the times that you inquire about things, for example, I had meet the teacher tonight and when you got home, you asked me how that had gone and just the fact that you take an interest also in, in my work and what I do and it's not solely, you know, just about you, you coming home and, and the, the struggles or trials or whatever victories that you had in practice that day in preparation for the game. I think it's really easy to kind of overlook those when you go into the day in and day out. Um, but I think also for me, having a, a attitude of gratefulness and noticing that you've asked me those questions or noticing that you've asked what you can take off of my plate and just kind of pausing to appreciate that is also hugely helpful. And I know that for us, because we are in an active reset of just trying to really appreciate and not be so lost in the day to day, I think I'm able to see it with a different lens. So um, again, they've all already tied in, but because I'm actively looking for those things, I can appreciate them even more when you do do those kinds of things. Yeah, and that's a perfect segue into question six of how can coaches uplift and support their significant others during the season? Um, a lot of the answers were uh, expressing your love and desire for each other, building each other up, pouring into each other through intentionality, uh, which was mentioned several times, just that intentionality, that purposefulness that you've mentioned, right? Being patient, actively listening, taking time to do things without being asked. Um, you know, is there anything else that you can think of that would be like from the coach to, so from me to you or from another coach to their spouse, like how can they, uh, uplift and support during their season, but creating a more focused, um, you know, home life or whatnot. It's a really great question. And when you ask me that question, it automatically takes me back to our, marriage couples class that we were able to take over the summer and one of the things that was brought up was the way that you speak about your significant other to other people to the outside world how do you speak about your significant other to your co-workers or to someone from church or to someone else and it was amazing how when we discussed this as a whole class with several couples the way that we were able to build up our significant other to other people was internalized by our significant other. And that is a huge way that we don't think about building up our spouse, but that is a huge way that it is a reflection of not only how you feel about your significant other, but it is a reflection of how you are pouring into them as well. Because if you are pouring into them to the point where you're able to say these things about uh, to someone else about your significant other, I would like to think that they are trickling back in into the relationship as well. So on that other note, communicating that this is how I feel about my significant other to other people, but also sharing that with your significant other and, and uh, really seeing how the words of affirmation and the words of encouragement can truly build that that person up and cause um, there to be one a, a connection between the couple and a reciprocation 
Um, so I'm not quite sure if that's clear, but I know that for us that really stuck out in our Bible study. And to me, that sticks out again here when you ask that question. So again, though, I will say that the first step of this is to have a, a conversation with your significant other or your spouse, because if you're not having that conversation, they do not know. They do not know that they, that you do not know the needs that they have and they don't know the needs that you have. So it's always going to start first with that purposeful and intentional conversation that are deep and, and they're not just, okay, how are you today? Or, Hey, what can I do for you today? Oh, take out the trash. It needs to be a time that you've carved out and you've both pondered and brought your list together and then are truly reviewing them, but not just reviewing them. It has to be something that has action tied to it because it's easy to sit and make a list and say, oh, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And then you leave your meeting, right, with your significant other and you go about and the week gets busy and this happened and you had to pick up a kid or the kids, your kids were sick or something like that. So um, again, tying in that word intentional and purposeful. Well, that's real life. You know, things just happen to uh, fall sometimes when you're in the middle of recording. Um, you know, but this is a this is the podcast, and as uh, Coach Corey Jordan said, we keep it real on the podcast. So you know, sometimes you have guest appearances by animals and children, and other times you have just random things that happen to fall off the drying rack. Um, but. I wanted to echo what you were saying about those intentional conversations and, and the meetings, you know, and if you don't know how to do those, um, I know I, I didn't think I knew how to do that. But then when we took those, those marriage workshops, um, the two that we've been able to take from the spring and the, and the summer, I, I've just learned so much more about how to have those open conversations with you. Uh, I would highly suggest, you know, if, if you attend a local church, uh, check and see, do they have any classes? Do they have any resources? Uh, I believe that the um, the company that created uh, one of the books, it was a focus on the family, uh, family life, family life. Um, and, and so I, I would definitely encourage uh, anybody and everybody, regardless of, of faith, just check out the resources that they have because it may be just a great way to step into those conversations um, in a guided way, you know, because sometimes for both parties, it can be, you know, a little nerve wracking to to be more vulnerable and open Um but in the end, as long as you both have an open and willing mind and a growth mindset, it's only going to make things better. Segwaying into question seven, you know, how does religion play into you, the relationship during the season? Um, most people that answered were of the Christian faith. There were some that, you know, said that they were, you know, either non-believers or um you know, they just chose not to answer. And that's totally fine. We, you know, we don't, we're not trying to impose anything on anyone. It, we're just speaking from, from our perspective. Um, but then also just, you know, giving feedback that was received in, in, in the responses. Um, and so, you know, people talked about constantly praying, spending time in the word with each other. Um, so, uh, you know, 
I do pray that uh, those families um, and everybody that responded, whether they believe, you know, in, in Christ or, or they're not overly spiritual or religious, wherever they might be, that thing, you know, things go well, that their families are taken care of, um, you know, and, and if so, you know, if they are so desired to, you know, seek uh, to bring Christ more into the center of their marriage and lives, uh, great. And if not, that's okay, too, um, you know, but we certainly wish well and, and blessings uh, on on all that participated and all that listened you know for you how do you see especially with this new rededication and path that we're walking you know how do you see that playing into our day-to-day life not just during you know football season but carrying into the whole rest of this school year you know because it's it's one of those where it's it's it seems like it's finally a a more normal year um you know we don't have near the restrictions that we've had for the past two years sure so as you mentioned for us we have been on a rededication in a lot of ways um in a lot of things in our life and i always grew up as a person who had faith and grew up in a home that was faith-based um but haven't always made that as a personal relationship. And I think that having that refocus of a personal relationship with God has been hugely, uh, just a huge change and affecting us in a lot of really great ways. I feel a lot more peace in just in our lives, in our day to day. Um, I feel that you and I are able to communicate a lot easier now and a lot more um, clearly because we are taking that time to pray individually about things that are conversations and things that might come up, but also praying together about things like daily schedules and traveling and finances and, and all the things that are a part of life that get can get very, just very messy and very looked over. Um, and so I also truly feel that with us, really getting connected into a church has been a huge blessing for us because when not only do we have that accountability, but we also have that companionship with other couples as, as we've gone through the spring and the summer with our couples classes and just kind of realizing, you know, everybody kind of has a little bit of mess, so to speak. You know, everybody is working through something. There is not a single one of us who have a picture perfect house relationship granted i may post a picture on instagram of our house and it may look amazing but i guarantee you i shoved a pile of something off into the corner so i could take that picture so just kind of that reminder that everyone is working through something daily and to not be so i guess consumed by our own day to day but when we're connected with other people and for us that has come through church for other people that may come through through a different avenue you know it may be a close group of friends but also for us that is taking our sole focus and attention off of just kind of our own and being able to be there for other people and I think when we're filling other people's buckets we're also filling our own and so I think that those things have all come into play And as I've said, they've created just a lot more of a sense of peace and gratitude, even for the day to day. Yeah. You know, as you you talk about this, 
um, and we're you know, recording this in the living room on the couch, I, I think about as you you know the decorating of the house and and um, you know how it we may go through different phases of, of desires of decoration. You know, not so much just the seasonal stuff. But just you know, things going here or there. We've talked about rearranging. Um, you know, one of the things that neither one of us would profess to have is a green thumb. But here we are, by the grace of God, we actually have three plants in the house that are actually alive and well, and you know, thankfully also don't require a lot of water. But it is kind of a, a testament to just pouring in and checking in to what may seem as an inanimate object, but it's a reminder of, oh, I need to check, do these, do these need water, right? So if we're checking in on plants, we can check in on each other and say, how can I water you? Uh, much the same way that for us, the word of God from the Bible waters us. I agree. And it is by no small feat that these three plants are alive. I, I will self-profess that I plant fake plant typically because I cannot keep anything alive. So, no, I agree. Just as, as, um, as you stated, as that plant needs that care, we have to give that care to, to every aspect. And why should we not pour into the biggest relationships that we have, that being our family, specifically our significant others or our children if we have them? Moving to this next question, and we are almost at the end. Uh, so this one, we're going to alternate uh, reading the responses because I, I I was just skimming through them, and I was like, you know what? This would be really cool to just read directly what other people have said um, because they're just great reminders um, rather than kind of summarize. Uh, so the question is, what is something that you would want your coaches significant other to know that would help be successful during the season uh, so this first one says as long as she knows i'm going to always try to make her the priority we're good uh, i think i actually know who wrote that one just because of the timing of of when those responses were done just remember this is anonymous <laughs> oh, okay you want me to read one uh-huh. all right Really, this message is for head coaches. If you're preaching family but putting strain on your staff's family, you're doing it wrong. The next one says that uh, we love him and we are proud of the work he does. It's not easy to put in those hours, deal with crazy parents, not to mention teenagers. Not many people can really truly do it and love it. Yes, and let me just also add that we also deal with the crazy parents in the stands too. So, and we always keep bail money ready just in case. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Um, this one says, please leave the turf pellets at school, not our carpet, and call on your way home, please. And let me just say, if your coach has not switched to slides, please <laughs> insist that they get a set of slides because that will help deal with the turf pellets. And yes, please definitely call on your way home, even though I'm checking the 360 app. I just want to make sure that you're safe coming home. Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll text you. You don't like talking on the phone. That's okay. Don't forget to show appreciation to your families and spouses. 
Our lives revolve around your coaching, and we like to stay in the loop when possible. Even with, and and I'll say, I'll follow up with this, even with all the different apps, calendars, or whatnot, you can say, oh, well, it's on the calendar. Just take time and say, hey, look, um, you know, I know that the calendar says this, but because of weather, because of, you know, what, what not, you know, we had to make adjustments and, and or just say, hey, um, just wanted to remind you that I've got uh, this thing coming up. Um, so I'm going to be home uh, probably around this time, but I will let you know if it runs a little bit long. Okay, this next one is particularly hilarious only because I do the same thing. It says, bring your Tupperware home before day three of it rotting in your office. This person goes on to say, I can at least try and save it. After that, I'm not going to open it and it will sit where you left it. And I have thrown away many a Tupperware container that was sitting in my work bag. So I can't really fault you for that one. Um, Yeah, and I know this isn't particularly environmentally friendly, but ladies, don't send them with that good stuff. Buy the cheapies from Amazon and if it needs to throw away, well, you just throw it away. Uh, I want to credit... Whoever wrote this, if they didn't use spell check on Tupperware, and and because they spelled it right, uh, kudos to them because most everybody just says Tupper instead of Tupper. They probably sell it. Well, that's uh, true too. <laughs> uh, this next one, it's just a game. We are privileged to have a career around a game, and I think as coaches we we forget about that. Like we get wrapped up in the X's and O's, the Jimmys and Joes, but. This is a game, and the game was before us. It'll be there after us. We are simply standing on the shoulders of giants who will eventually stand on our shoulders. So uh, we can't take we can't take ourselves too serious um, because at the end of the day, this whole this game is only going to last for these kids a, a small window. They're going to have to go on to do other things. Um, so. It, just keep in mind that there is still more uh, and you are more than just being a coach just the same as your spouse is more than just the wife of a coach or the husband of a coach okay we believe in you and all your hard work you put in 1000 percent all day every day and it doesn't go unnoticed and i'll echo that for you like i know that you're putting in a lot um, and I don't think I've ever seen you mail it in on one day, even the day where you feel like you're doing the least, I guarantee you, you're doing more than, than most. And so I'm very proud of you for all that. Uh, this next one just says, just notice how, it's oh, I think, part. oh, the spacings threw it off, but it says, just notice how much I do and say thanks. It's important to have a, a grateful and thankful attitude um and you know just tell your significant others thank you tell your kids uh, if you you have kids at home tell your kids thank you too because they sacrifice a lot as well next one says please remember that we are carrying a huge load as well the weight of balancing it all for us gets tiring and we need support also very true uh this next one says it's hard and lonely but so worth it the relationships you're your kids build with the athletes truly makes it worth it uh it's it's awesome to watch 
coaches' kids interact with with the players uh, and the student athletes too, because they it means a lot to them. Um, so having kids around the field house and just allowing them to build those relationships is important too. I really like this next one. It says a house cleaner every week or every other week would be so helpful. And I know that we have not had a housekeeper in many years, but we used to um, have a housekeeper come once a month. And that was, and of course we were in a different time period. You were in grad school and we were renting a room from my dad. And so all four adults that lived in this generational home kind of pitched in, but it was really nice. Even once a month to be able to come home to a sparkling house, all the bathrooms scrubbed, that would be amazing. Yeah, and we still clean before the cleaners though. Well, of course you have to. You can't let them know you live like that. <laughs> this next one, try to push it all aside one day a week and have some time just for us without sports talk. Um, you know, I I've, I remember you said on different occasions, like you thought you liked football. Um, and then when we got to, when we got together, you were like, yeah, I don't know how much I actually love it. Um, or even like it, you know, and, and sports for you is, is cool, but it's not the end all be all. Um, so I think, you know, just, you know, taking time, whether it's watching something on TV or whatever that's not sports related or doing something non-sports related with your family is is important because they're they're not always going to be as invested and honestly for us as coaches it's important too to just take a step away and remember like it's a game and it's not what defines us and how we're identified uh, we're, we can find identity in a higher power and should this next one is really important and it's just very simple. It just says communication is key. I second that. It's okay if we have to move. It would be awesome if a loss doesn't evoke the feeling of having to move or getting fired in December. But if we get fired, we get fired. After this year with education, I'm not worried about landing somewhere better, worse, or similar. We've been through enough ups and downs that I don't worry about it anymore and I know we'll be able to we will be able to find jobs, you know, and that's, that's true. Um, we've, we've kind of been on the end of, are we going to get fired? Or are we going to be brought back type of deal? Um, but you know, I, I know we joke and say, you know, there's going to be jobs, uh, and there probably will, but you know, at the end of the day, um, as long as you're communicating, um, and, you're working together you will be all right this one says show appreciation for being present at games make time for date night here and there be present at home yeah uh, another one just says be present when he is with me Well, we come to the game because I love the games, the kids, the families. We stay until the end because of our coach. Take 10 minutes to focus on us and love us after. Not just a quick kiss and then off to high five and snap pics with athletes. It's a really great reminder of your why. Um, this, I will do this last one and then we'll, we'll kind of wrap these up. Uh, but the biggest one right here, it just says just communicate. Um you know, if you're, if practice has run a little bit longer, 
uh, when you get back into the field house because not everybody has their phones on them or they don't have a smartwatch. You know, let let your significant other know if you're waiting on a kid because we've all done it as coaches and you've even done it as, as just a classroom teacher. You're, you're waiting on a, a late parent. Um, let them know if the game's delayed, right, um, with impending rain. Who knows what could happen to the start of any game? Um, you know, it just it helps to, as this person said, reinforce that I'm still a priority feeling. These are, I think these are all really good. Um, I do want to just kind of end. There was a lot, and people said, you know, devote time to your kids and know that I care. But just want to go ahead and end it with this, and that is that we are proud of our coaches through wins or losses. We're always proud. And I'm going to go ahead and piggyback another one that says we're all in this together in season and out of season. I love that one. Uh, this last question, uh, I'm just going to read the summary of it. Um, you touched on it a little bit earlier in a, in a joking fashion, but it is a serious deal. Uh, the question, how do you, as a, as the significant other of a coach, handle the crowd responses during games? Um, some of these answers were pretty hilarious. Um, but with respect to people's spouses and themselves, I'll say as a coach, um, Please remember our support groups hear a lot of things in the stands and it can give them more grief and anger than realized. Check in with them. Ask them if there are un, are any unruly fans that can be directed to administration. The game should be a welcoming environment to everyone. People can have their opinions, but there are certainly times and places for when to voice them. Oh, this is a loaded question. I can't believe this one got saved towards the end. Um, every staff is going to be different. Every coaching staff that I've ever sat in the stands with the wives was different. Some wives sat together, some didn't. Some were very quiet, some weren't. Um, I would say right now our group is kind of a mixed bag. I will definitely say that we are not afraid to kind of give it back if it's being given. Um within reason we are also kind of checking each other and reminding each other especially on upcoming holiday weekends that the judge doesn't come in on monday and to make sure you have enough bail money but no in all seriousness um we have your backs and we have each other's back and um you know it's nothing worse than a, than when you come into a lion's den and you pick a fight with them so in that sense we are not afraid and i think after many years of being in this life i'm not afraid to speak up if i need to i'm not going to go seek anything out um but also i know that we have enough people that if we need to take off earrings we can and will we hope it doesn't get to that point but you know there's a lot of bleacher coaches and um you know, you might just end up with a copy of a job application after the game if you think you have so much to say. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I will say that I'm truly thankful for uh, where we are currently at and the the community of coaches' wives and how they look out for all the coaches, um, you know, just – in a positive manner because they want everybody to be okay and successful. Um, so I, I appreciate uh, you and uh, the rest of the coaches' wives because of all their hard work and dedication and sacrificing. In closing, 
Uh, I want to thank all who took time to respond. I want to thank you, my beautiful and precious wife, for recording this with me, uh, for allowing me to learn and to grow with you. Uh, I want to take a moment to just kind of close in a prayer, um, just where we're at in our life and our walk. Um, I just felt it appropriate. So, uh, and then I'll let you kind of give your closing remarks. But uh, this is the prayer that kind of came to me. I just want to say thank you, Lord, for the spouses of coaches who sacrifice time, energy, and more to those of us who have answered the calling to the coaching profession. It may not always be easy to navigate this life, but all things are possible through you who give us strength. Lord, as this season kicks off for football and has already begun for other sports as well, we ask you to bless the coaches and their families and the teams that they coach. Bring them strength, compassion, patience, and the desire to serve you in their actions and words. Help them to communicate with their families, athletes, students, and parents. Bring prosperity and blessings to all those who listen and find wisdom in these words, that they may apply these lessons to improve their family ties and reflect your love to their spouses and children if they are so blessed. That was a great prayer. just want to add on there that I hope that everyone is, is filled in all that they are having need of and that they are continually blessed and renewed in their bodies and mind as they continue through this season and the rest of the school year. And that where things might be on routine or the day-to-day, that there is a revival within hearts and minds to pour into not only a new generation of, of students and athletes, but also back into their, their families. Love it and love you. Love you too, coach.